Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. President Joe Biden is pushing for more electric vehicles in the U.S., and he took his message on the road this week. CBS News correspondent Deborah Alfaron has more. President Biden toured Ford's Electric Vehicle Center in Dearborn, Michigan, Tuesday. We now are number eight, and China's number one. Can't let that be sustained. The president wants the U.S. to lead in electric vehicle manufacturing, and Ford's soon-to-be-revealed electric F-150 could help lead the charge. The most popular vehicle in American history is going electric and digital, and it's awesome. Amazon says it's extending its moratorium on allowing law enforcement to use its facial recognition software. CBS News correspondent Allison Keyes reports. The online giant blocked law enforcement from using its software last June for one year in the midst of demonstrations over the police killing of George Floyd. Civil liberties advocates say inaccurate face matches could lead to everything from a loss of privacy to unjust arrest. The ACLU says the face recognition technology fuels over-policing of black and brown communities. Amazon said last year it hoped Congress would put rules in place to ensure ethical use of the technology, but that has not occurred. Allison Keyes, CBS. Yes News. Are you looking for an unusual vacation? How about a trip into outer space? CBS correspondent Peter King reports more tourists are headed to the International Space Station. This group will be launched from Kazakhstan. <laughs> Russian actress Yulia Parasild and filmmaker Klim Shepenko will fly to the station with a cosmonaut aboard a Soyuz spacecraft October 5th to shoot scenes for an upcoming film. Russia's space agency says they'll stay for about 12 days. It's a busy time for space tourism, and American companies already announced plans to fly four private citizens to the station in a SpaceX Crew Dragon in January. Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin says it'll take its first tourist on a suborbital flight in July, while Virgin Galactic is also gearing up to fly customers aboard its space plane. Peter King, CBS News. Meanwhile, the space industry is taking a look at a very unusual but certainly environmentally friendly material with which to make satellites and other space objects. A Finnish company is planning to launch the world's first wooden satellite into orbit to test the suitability of wood for use in extreme conditions. The WISA WoodSat will launch later this year from New Zealand. The specially coated plywood will be monitored by a suite of sensors provided by the European Space Agency. WoodSat mission manager Jerry McKinnon says they'll be monitoring the satellite with two cameras, including one on a deployable boom. If there are some cracks inside the layers, because, uh, because this is just like the composite materials, it is made from the layers, and we want to see what is happening. But could this type of material really play a big role in the future? It won't be a big business, never. I don't think so. But, uh, but there will be a niche for these kind of materials as well. Speaking 
Speaking of unique uses for wood, I saw a report recently on Fast Company about a 3D printing tech startup that's using wood waste to create objects with grain that mimics any type of tree from ash to mahogany. And they say unlike particle board or laminate, the grain goes all the way through the material so it can be sanded and finished just like regular wood. I've actually been fascinated by the possibilities presented by 3D printing for quite some time, particularly by work being done on a limited basis here in the U.S. and more so in Europe with using really huge machines to actually 3D print homes. With that type of project, they use concrete to make the walls, and they're finding that they can quickly make really inexpensive but sturdy dwellings. And while I haven't been able to find any examples of that kind of construction in Ohio yet, I have found some tech entrepreneurs here who are making everything from fancy 3D printed cake frosting to airplane parts. Rick Pollock is the founder and CEO of Beachwood, Ohio-based Maker Gear LLC. And he says their 3D printers are being used to make some really unique products. For example, uh, there's a dental lab, and they've got more than 100 of our M3 printers, which is our desktop machine. And basically, you go to the dentist, and you sit in the dentist chair, and rather than putting goop in your mouth to make an impression of your teeth, they'll use a scanner. With a scan, they'll scan your teeth. Uh, they'll send that to the lab. The lab will then print your teeth on a microgear printer, and then those printed teeth will be used for them to do the work that needs to be done, whether it's a bridge or you know some kind of work will be done on the printed teeth, and then the, the dental work will be sent back to the dentist to, to be you know put in the patient's mouth. Pollock says another one of their customers is LTA Research, which is developing and building airships out at the iconic Akron Air Dock, built back in 1929 for the construction of dirigibles and blimps. But that's not all. You know, we're in classrooms, so they're used commonly in, in education, in makerspaces around the country. So the great thing about makerspaces in Cleveland, you've got Tricy, you've got Lakeland, you've got Lorraine County Community College, you've got the Cleveland Public Library. You can go to these locations and use this equipment essentially free of charge. You just pay for the material, but they have 3D printers. They have lasers. So you can go to these facilities. If you have an idea, you can turn your idea into something tangible very quickly, very inexpensively. And that is an incredibly powerful resource to have locally. When I was starting Maker Gear in 2009, I used to drive an hour each way to the LCCC, the Lorraine County Fab Lab, because that was the only one. It was the second one in the country outside of MIT, and it was the only one in the area that had access to the equipment. And I was able to drive out there use that equipment, and that helped me get my company started. One of the applications I thought that was interesting that I saw on your website, I wonder if you could talk to me about that. It said that you're making devices for humanitarian types of endeavors around the world. So that was a group of students, and what they had done, they had figured out a way to make something like Pedialyte, because the problem was I think that the amounts of ingredients were being mixed improperly and not working, so they came up with a clever way to use a 3D printer so that the people could mix the levels of ingredients correctly. Meanwhile, in Columbus, Ben Feltner is the CEO of BHEX, a 3D food printing company that uses robotics originally developed as part of a NASA project for food production in deep space to create custom-designed cookie and cake decorations at his Sugarbot Bakery. 
Now, back when he and his business partner, Anjan Contractor, got started, Feltner explains that NASA was looking for ways to provide fresh food for astronauts on future missions to Mars. But that project got bogged down in politics and never really got off the ground. But Feltner says he believes one day it will, and he hopes they're able to use not just their current 3D printing technology to make it happen, but also what it might one day become if given the chance to develop, maybe even kind of along the lines of the replicators they had on the old Star Trek TV show. The way 3D food printing is done now for the most part is we're just extruding something through a nozzle. And depending on how much pressure you put on it, you can create texture with patterns. You can bake it as it's being printed. You can bake it with a laser. You can have a basically an oven that it's printing into. All of those things are pretty straightforward. That's just logical about how you would approach that using current technologies kind of putting them together but then there are some other ways where you can sort of blast a a powder through a really small nozzle if you imagine like a compressed air paint sprayer something like that that could as it's coming out either be heated or baking or something like that something like that may change the way done and I, I think that would might get us closer to a replicator. I don't know if it's possible to, when you see the replicator on the old Star Trek shows, it just appears on a plate. I don't know if there's a way we can do it from below where you don't have all this robotics up top, but so you can get into transporting some sort of food particle through a laser. And if you are able to do that, successfully, then you can start to get away from all of this hardware that's hanging over the top and moving around and everything. And then you you would have some sort of reservoir of the food, and then the laser is transporting it to this destination, which is like the plate. And that's the one where I think if there was a ton of money put into it, it would probably change a lot of things because then you get into like transporting a physical item really long distances through light. You know, the light or the photon is the carrier or some other kind of way of transporting it through a different type of laser that would maybe need to be developed. But then that's not really 3D printing anymore. It's just really interesting, totally different way of doing it. But those are the things that, like Anjan and I have talked about, you would need a big team and you'd need to be able to use a lot of money on just testing cutting edge laser technologies and things like that. But how cool would it be, right? That'd be a really interesting project. That was BHEC CEO Ben Feltner. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>